All right, we have some sports to talk about. Yes, are they coming back? Probably. Hopefully it doesn't go, like, terribly wrong. Terribly. What, was, what would be an example? I don't even want to think about it. Like, I was watching the show Alone. It's on Netflix. It's, uh, you know, like, 12 people in the Arctic trying to survive because they're, I don't know, I guess they know how to make fire and kill animals, so they're just like, I want $500,000, I'll go fucking sleep while grizzly bears are at my feet, and there was this one guy, you know, he didn't eat for like two weeks, and he I, he kills like a muskrat, what is it? Well, let's see what it is, muskrat, M, yeah, muskrat, a, uh, a muskrat is a medium-sized semi-aquatic rodent, ah, native to Northern America. Found in wetlands. Uh, that's not so. He he. The guy kills a muskrat, and he's like, ah, oh, finally, food. I have protein in my body. I can finally work harder. And then two hours later, he's like, my guts are on fire. Now, we don't want that to happen to the NFL. We no to the NFL or the N- NBA or the MLB. Sorry, it's been so long before. I, since I've said those three, that uh can't even say acronyms anymore. Um, let's start with the NBA. It seems like most teams are coming back to play. All the teams that are obviously into the play-in and playoffs. Uh, the Nets are fucking screwed. The Nets are fucking screwed. I think Din- Dinwiddie's out. DeAndre Jordan's out. Nets coronavirus. Corona. Coronavirus. Yeah, I know those two are out. And every single day, I think if you go on like headlines, it seems like it's much worse. Um let's see. Sean Marks. Spencer Dinwiddie. Actually, actually, he's you know, I think all these headlines are just people having their concern. Brandon Ingram said shit about, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Mike Scott said stuff. Um, the Sixers player. Things come out every single day. I think once opening day comes, I think it's for the NBA July 26th and everybody's there, I do think it's going to work out pretty smoothly. Once they can get everybody into the bubble, we're seeing what the UFC, it fucking works. And you kind of, I love what Adam Silver said. He's just like, we got to have to, we, we're going to have to live with it. You're going to have to play with it. Like, we can't, like, you got to get back to a little bit of society, right? And then the city Yeah. You know who's not complaining? Fucking Giannis, Paul George, LeBron James, uh... Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, because those three teams. Who is the favorite? All right. NBA playoffs 2020. Let's see what the fuck teams. I want them. I have a lot. I'm, I put some money on the Mavericks. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what's going on here. The NBA playoffs. Here we go. Group one. 
can I get a fucking video that doesn't have some guy with glasses on promoting his channel beforehand? Just tell me what the fuck the video is. Give me a team. What teams are in the playoffs? What teams are in the playoffs? I think Devin Booker's in. <coughs> we fuck with Devin Booker in this podcast. All right. Eastern Conference. We got the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers. A uh, Pacers without Victor Oladipo. The 76ers who are the sixth seed. Crazy, right? How are they the sixth seed? <laughs> this is not coronavirus. This is allergies. I have not taken my allergy medicine yet. The Brooklyn Nets, the Orlando Magic, and the and the um, Washington Wizards, who are six games back. So they're in the Washington Wizards. Is John Wall going to come back? Let's see if John... What's, what, what's John Wall doing? John Wall. What's up, John Wall? Is John Wall still injured? Yeah, it does not seem like he's going to come back. So the Wizards are in. It's probably just going to be these top eight teams. I think the Magic are better than the Wizards. Uh, the, unless... See, we don't actually know what's going to happen, right? Like, there's no fans. It's this open court thing they're doing. This this pickup, I don't know if it's gonna be there's gonna be music going on, what the feel of the games are. Like, is it just gonna be like Bradley Beal Beast in the whole time? Why can't he just go off? I do think the Bucks are gonna win, right? Like all sign they have the best player in the world. They have shooters all around. They have a guy named Ursan Ilyasova, who is my probably my fifth favorite NBA player just because of his name, and he is kind of he did a Euro step once, which is pretty sick. Um, no, I think their athleticism, even with people coming off the bench like Connington, uh, DiVincenzo, my boy Ursan Ilyasova, Robin Lopez, are so deep. Everybody can hit threes. They have a very set way they're going to play. But there's a little guy in the West named LeBron James who looks super, super, super ready to go. And I am talking about that beard. Holy shit, does he look cool. LeBron James beard. Ooh, it's all gray and stuff. He looks like a grizzled vet. Now, you know, at this podcast, we dislike LeBron James because he made about eight years of my life miserable because he beat the shit out of my teams. So we dislike him a lot. But what do we know? We respect him even more for what he does on the court and off the court. He's a beast. And to say he doesn't have the best chance to win it is that would that that's stupid. Because he's the best player in the world, right? I just said that about Giannis, but the way he was playing at the end of the year before the break, there's probably it was like him, Kawhi was playing great, Giannis was playing great, Russell Westbrook was playing great. I thought Jason Tatum was beasting. Um beasting. Beasting. Take my allergy medicine. Um, yeah, and they have Anthony Davis. But how reliable? What I want to understand is in game six against the Bucks or the Clippers, and you need Caruso to go like 12 to 14 minutes without Avery Bradley playing. Like, what are they going to get? Are they going to go JR at the. At the um, I just don't know how it's going to play out. It's like, who are your fucking, who are teams with top line players? Giannis. On the East, Giannis, Siakam, 
Um, the Celtics have Tatum and Brown, Jimmy for the Heat, and then Embiid. Embiid and Simmons for Philly. And I guess you can throw in fucking DJ Augustine for the, uh, and Aaron Gordon for the Magic for our Orlando fans out there. Um, and Bradley Beal. But who are like serious, serious are the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, and Pacers. No, no, and 76ers. This this fucking sportingnews.com has that as the 79ers. Fucking get your shit together. You're a website. Actually, anybody can have a website. Uh, and in the West, it's like every team's kind of fucking stacked. Like the Lakers, right? You We already know who they have. Clippers, they are the most deep team in the league. And I feel when it comes to straight up kind of like this pickup style basketball they're going to play, I think they just... They're meant for it. They're meant for it. They have all the junkyard dogs you need to get in people's grill. Kawhi Leonard is fucking Michael Jordan from 20 feet out nowadays. He does not miss. They have Paul George. You still have Montrez and um, Lou Williams. Are they a little small? Maybe. Can Zubak play? Mm. Apologies, apologies. Not sick allergies. I have not eaten yet. It's early. I'm always like this. Nuggets, Jokic, and Murray. See, but a team like the Thunder, right? A very team-oriented approach to basketball. They're not playing a lot of isolation. They play through Chris Paul and Shea Grill, uh, SGA. Um, like... Who am I to say that they can't come in with Chris Paul, Gallinari, SGA, Steven Adams, and, you know, make a make a run at this thing? Like, how are these games going to go down? Is there going to be a lot of defense involved? I don't know if people are going to be trying harder because the the tension is really, really, really on what's the what's on the court. Not like it was before, but... It's going to be even more of a focus. There's no fans. There's nothing else to pay attention to. The Mavericks. Like, is Luka, can Luca and Porzingis go off? Absolutely. John Morant's still in there. Portland's still in there. Uh, the Kings, I guess, are still alive. The San Antonio Spurs are just out of the dead. And then the fucking Phoenix Suns, who are just going off on Twitch right now. Um, and you still have Zion. Like, Zion, Brandon Ingram... They can they can get in there. It's just gonna be so weird how these games go down. It's so fun just to think about it. It's like ah, uh, you know, there's still a lot of shit going on in the world, which is um, you know, heavy but necessary, and all the change that needs to happen. But it is. <laughs> Anytime I breathe in, uh, my allergies are just. This is this is how I am. When I don't take allergy medicine. Yeah, what I was saying is... I think sometimes a little bit of a distraction is good. I think being 24-7 on social media just like takes over your mind. And it's just a little overwhelming for people. And they start going a little bit crazy. Um, and I should preface that by saying... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
just, yeah, people just, if you're on social media 24-7 and you're looking at the worst of humanity 24-7, like, yeah, you're just seeing, like, the worst shit possible. You're going to go a little bit, you know, out of your mind, and we're stuck at home all the time, and there's just fucking nothing to do. And when you go outside, there's people yelling at you for wearing masks. When you go to Trader Joe's, it's like, what the fuck? Shouldn't shouldn't you be at home? Don't you have like a like a kid or a dog? Why are you yelling at me? I'm just trying to get frozen fruit, get my immune system up. They're not they're not telling me about my gut health. You know who should shut the fuck up? Me. All right, let's talk about the MLB. The only team we care about in the MLB is who the fucking Oakland A's. And they have a 60-game season to fucking win it all. Right? Who are we looking at first? Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's ready to go. We know Matt Chapman's ready to go. He is a gold glove winner, platinum glove winner, hits 300, beast from El Toro High School. Man, I love Matt Chapman. I don't even know the breakdown. Like... The, the hitting's there. We know they're bringing back the same team as last year uh, for, the, for the most part. They have frontline starting pitchers now with Lazardo and Puck and all the, and Sean Manaya. Let's look at the Oakland A's roster. Sorry, sorry that I, I need to see their updated fucking roster. All right, here we go. Starting pitchers. They got Fires, Manaya, Montas, Lazardo, Puck, and Bassett. All right. You bring me those, if if I can get, if Montas, is Montas going to play? Is he going to play? I don't know. But if you have Fires, Manaya, Lazardo, Puck, and Bassett, I like our chances. And, if, and two of those guys throw heat. Heat. Lazardo and Puck, and Montas, and uh, Manaya is a, um, you know, more of a finesse pitcher, and Fires is just there. Fires probably should have thrown one of those last two wild card games that we uh, consistently lose, but I do like our chances. And our bullpen, I don't even want to fucking address that right now. It was so bad last year. But when you look straight down from fucking our skill positions on the A's, catcher Sean Manaya. No, uh, what the fuck? Sean Murphy. You have Seth Brown. Chad Pinder, Matt Olson, Mark Canna, Franklin Barreto, um, Matt Chapman, Jesus Christ, Robbie Grossman, Seth Brown, my guy Tony Kemp, Razor, Ramon, Loriano, Grossman, Stephen Piscotti, Chris Davis. I think they have a good team. Now, the thing about the Oakland Athletics is that they get hot. Hey Bob, we gotta get off to a good run, a good start. We gotta get off to a good start, cause me, I can't handle a losing season again, especially if we go like twenty-two and thirty-eight. Is that sixty games? Sorry, I can't do math. I'm a sociology sociology major. Can't even pronounce that. I love Matt Chapman though. What's my breakdown for the A's? Uh, they got to hit a lot of balls out of the park. And they got to strike out a lot of people. And at the end of the game, if they have more runs than the other team, guess what happens? They win. That's my ba- that's my break- baseball breakdown. 
I was actually listening to Dave Roberts on the Steve Curran, uh, Matt, no, Pete Carroll podcast. Some, uh, some great stuff. All right. A little bit of football news we'll end it off with. The Kansas City Chiefs. Their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, just got a 10-year deal for $400 million plus. Deserves it? Absolutely. Is it a lot? Of, is it a lot? Is it a lot of years? Yes, but is it worth it? It's like signing in Michael Jordan. That or that's that's what I would say. He is that good. I remember in 2015. 2015. It was Patrick Mahomes. I think he started like six or seven games in 2014 for Texas Tech. I remember watching him on YouTube being like, ah, oh, this guy's great. And then I would watch him every single Saturday. And I remember telling my brother after one game in 2015, hey, if the Kansas City Chiefs get this guy... We are fucked. That we can call my brother, and that are those were the exact words I said. If the Kansas City Chiefs get this guy, we are fucked. He is the perfect, perfect, perfect fit for what the Chiefs are doing. They are bringing speed onto the field, and they need somebody to distribute the ball like nobody else in the NFL. Alex Smith, Alex Smith was good with them, but they he, they can only reach a certain peak. They need somebody else to fucking unlock this offense to another degree. And I was watching Texas Tech and being like, Jesus fucking Christ, they're going to get this guy. Somehow, some way, they're going to get this guy. Here comes 2017, right? The 2017 draft. 2016, he goes on continue. I still have that same message in my head. The Chiefs are going to get this guy. We're going to be fucked. 2015, I said that. 2016, he, he destroys in 2016. Patrick Mahomes does. He's wild, but he's great. You're seeing this speed on Kansas City's field, and you're like, we need somebody f- to actually unlock all this. Patrick Mahomes is No, Alex Smith is good. He's like Ricky Rubio. He'll distribute the football. But you need a little Steph Curry to really get this offense going. To really get this offense going. And I was just like, they're going to get him. Now, when the 2017 draft happened, and you had the Chicago Bears go from number three to number two. They traded. Solomon Thomas ended up going number three to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I was certain Ryan Pace was going to go get Patrick Mahomes. We need a cold arm quarterback to play in Chicago. What there's not a better fit. We like Deshaun Watson, but Patrick is a the guy. There's nobody better to play in Chicago. And when they got Mitchell Trubisky, I lost my fucking mind. I lost my fucking mind. Because I knew Andy Reid is going to come up and they're going to snag this guy. And what happened? They did. And now, fucking three or four years later, oh my God. Three years later, he has a Super Bowl under his belt. And what else? He has a 10 year, $400 million deal. And it is completely reasonable. How old am I? How old am I right now? It is 2020. I am 22 years old, right? 2020, 22 years old. In 2032, I am going to be 34 years, 34 years old. Guess who is still under contract with the Kansas City Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes. And he's worth every single fucking penny. He's so good. He's so good. 
He makes every time I play the Chiefs, every time we play the Chiefs, it's just like ah oh God, he's so good. Like I love Derek Carr, but what? It's just it's different. It's different. It's like it's different with every other quarterback. It's like Patrick Mahomes, like Deshaun Watson has a little bit of it. Can you believe they took Trubisky over him? Can you believe? Let's look at this up. And I defended Ryan Pace. I defended you, Ryan Pace. Mitch Trubisky. All right. Let's see what he said. Pace on why he drafted Mitchell Trubisky. April 2017. Three years later, he is just... All right, here we go. Ryan Pace. Courtesy of ChicagoBears.com. All right, I get it. Thanks, Miller Light. As we talk at the end of the season, and I, I stressed the importance of the quarterback position. Great hair, great hair. Of getting that right, how critical that position is for our long-term success. Obviously excited to add a quarterback of this caliber. Uh, the only chance you get to add quarterbacks like this is Whoa. when you're picking this high in the draft and taking advantage of it. As an organization, we had conviction on this quarterback and his special attributes, and we did what we had to do to get him. All right. Now, exactly what, what I get out of that first 30 seconds is, hey, you got to talk about how he's how he has a strong arm, or this guy's played like 12 games of college football. Well, like, what are you seeing out of him? And again, I defended him at the time. I like I like Mitch Trubisky. Go ahead. His potential to be a championship quarterback. Oh, I don't know how. See, again, like Trubisky, but out of those 12 games, like he played under 20. I don't know if exactly what it is. Don't I don't know. Quote me on it, but it's under 20 games. And like. Yeah, he threw to Ryan Switzer very well. Like, it was cool. He had like, some cool highlights. But, like, how do you see championship out of Trubisky? Like, very athletic. I will give him that. But, like, you know who's also athletic? Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes dominated for fucking two years, two and a half years. And he could throw, he could throw a ball like 700 feet. That's all we focused on would be in this in this move. We feel we had the perfect environment for his development. In regards to Mike Glennon. Uh perfect environment. Uh John Fox was your head coach and he in fucking three months later he was gone. Mike Glennon is our starting quarterback. Oh, <laughs> I hate when these GMs just lie. He's Mike Lennon was never the starting quarterback anywhere. There's no quarterback competition when Mitch gets here. Glennon is our starting quarterback. We'll focus on Mitch's development and Mike Lennon winning games for the Chicago Bears. I talked to Mike tonight. He understands the competitiveness of our business at every single position. Mike also understands he's our starting quarterback. Mike's been here working hard all the time, already already developing leadership with his teammates. Oh, this guy's the worst. I'm extremely excited about Mike Glennon this season. This guy's the worst. Roster. And just as I studied all these quarterbacks, his um his accuracy jumps out right away. 
His ability to process and see the whole field mm. jumps out right away. Um, he's, he's very athletic. He can extend the play. And one, in one trait you'll notice as, as quarterbacks are extending the play, the ability to move around and keep his eyes downfield still looking for open targets instead of just ducking the ball and wanting to run. Now, so, what about those attributes, Ryan Pace? Did you go out? Like, what I don't see, this is what I don't understand about Ryan Pace. Is like, I understand, all right, you saw this stuff in Trubisky, but the, what was the point of getting a coach? Like, I like Matt Nagy. I liked him when he was with Reed. He was cool in Philly. He was cool in uh in Kansas City. But what about what am I trying to say? Let me try to process for two seconds what I'm trying to say. Okay. What I'm trying to say is when you watch the Bears, they go more sideways than they go forward. And the whole entire point of football is to gain yards forward. Because you can go sideways all you want, right? What? Like, and everybody on their team, I'm not trying to be rude, but everybody's like five foot eight. Like, Cohen's 5'8", Miller's 5'8". Don't they, didn't they have Taylor Gabriel too? Everybody's so small. I don't know if they, I think Taylor, Taylor Gabriel's on like Atlanta. But you know what the fuck I'm talking about. They have all these short guys. And everybody's going sideways to side, sideline to sideline. And you, like, was that the, vi- like, when you, when you hired Nagy, there had to be a little bit of like, like, you didn't, you didn't ask him, hey, do you, what's your offensive scheme? Are you going to go forward or sideways? I bet that was not like, do you understand what the fuck I'm saying? They, I've never seen a team get more yards that did not count. It just didn't count. I don't understand that. For all those fucking jet sweeps that they run with Tariq Cohen that get negative four yards, I swear to God, why don't you just run like a fucking... like? I don't know, four verts with Mitchell Trubisky and then he just ends up running the ball because that's more effective because you can actually use Trubisky's athleticism in this, in this I don't know, broken play stuff you're talking about, Ryan Pace. God. And, Trub- and, and Patrick Mahomes couldn't have done that? That's what makes me... Oh. And, then he, and then the Chiefs would have not been as good. And I could have really enjoyed watching Patrick Mahomes play in the NFC. Uh, That just makes my head hurt. I'm not going to listen to the rest of this interview. All right. It's exciting to have sports back. All of it's prefaced with, uh, you know, the whole coronavirus and hopefully, I think all of it will happen and it'll be cool. The UFC is happening, and Jorge Masvidal is fighting Kamaru Usman. Usman, and it is um, wow, what a fight, what a fight, and it's just gonna be you know something to get your mind, our minds off of things. But uh, yeah, fucking cool, all right, fucking, you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. All right, thank you for listening. Fucking stay happy. Wear your mask. And if you don't wear a mask, I guess don't go to Trader Joe's and yell at people about it. Or, I don't know, just fucking wear a mask. Fucking people in hospitals are doing it for 30 hours a day and they don't say anything. And you're, I don't know, are going to go get pizza 
And you're like, I don't know, you're going to mess. Fucking shut the fuck up, you fucking 12-year-old. Ugh. 